The presenting sponsor of Upmarket is Aereo, the best place to help manage and grow your real estate media business. Online at Aereo.com. That's A-R-Y-E-O.com. Welcome to Upmarket, a podcast about the business of real estate photography and media. My name is Reed Fish. I'm the CEO and a co-founder of Upmarket Media, a real estate media company based in Southern California. I'll be joined in a moment by another co-founder and our COO, Mark Corcoran. I just first want to say thank you so much for checking out our podcast. We were really just so excited about it. And so the first thing I want to do is just tell you a little bit about what our plans are for the show, and then we'll get right into the meat of this first episode. So at Upmarket Media, our focus for the last year or so with our real estate photography business has been on scaling. We've been putting systems and staff into place so that we can hopefully grow. What we're doing with this show is inviting our listeners to come along on this journey. We're thinking that every other episode or so will be a deep dive into where we are in our process of scaling our business. We'll detail what we're doing, where we're succeeding, and where we're falling short. For instance, today we're going to be talking about the origins of Upmarket Media, why we decided to scale, and what were the first steps we took to make that happen. Then the rest of our episodes will be conversations with other entrepreneurs in the real estate media space. Our aim for every episode is for us and our audience to learn something that we can use to fortify and expand our businesses. It's pretty simple, which is why, like for instance, on every episode of the show, every guest and every host will be giving out at least one action item, a piece of information that you can utilize to help you get the most out of your business right now. All right, good people of the podcast world, I am so excited to start this journey with you, so let's do it. And before we let Mark talk here, I I just want to give the briefest of backstories on Upmarket Media. About nine years ago, my wife Liz and I started Two Fish Digital based in Ojai, California, which is Ventura County. It's it's about an hour-ish north of Los Angeles and a bit south of Santa Barbara. We started doing real estate photography and eventually grew to do video and 3D as well. Basically, we grew through like word of mouth and our business just kept getting bigger and bigger. And we finally, in 2019, hired our first and only employee. But then by the end of 2020, it just felt like we were hitting the limits of what we could handle. And at that time, our biggest competitor was a company based in Ventura, which was Upmarket Photo, which was started about the same time we started our business. And that was started by Mark Corcoran and his wife, Laurel. Mark had grown his business much the same way we had, by word of mouth and some networking with realtors at events, you know, that type of thing. Mark was exclusively offering photography while occasionally subcontracting video and 3D to other vendors. And so, Mark, we can go back to the end of 2020, and I think we should just start by kind of telling people where were you with your business at that time? Yeah. I mean, at the end of 2020, I think by all measures, my business was successful. I mean, I had some of the better agents in town. I felt like my photography product was where it needed to be. And I felt like I was successful. And the only thing I can add to that is there's a big butt to that, right? (laughs) That (laughs) success comes with a burden. When Uh you're doing it by yourself, it feels like you've built this amazing thing you're carrying that amazing thing on your shoulders, right? You're yeah, totally. You're feeling well, a more of a weight. A well, burden and, of it. and for you, it was really just you. I mean, I know probably Laurel helped out a little bit, but I mean, you're out shooting, you're out. You weren't doing editing at that point. No, I'd outsource my editing by that point, my photo editing. But yeah, I'm doing the photography, the delivery, the scheduling, the invoicing, the social media. Yeah, it's a lot. It is. <laughs> yeah, you feel proud of what you've built, but you reach a point where it becomes 
Yeah. This huge thing that's kind of hovering over you. Well, I was definitely in the same place. And I had had Dustin, who was our first employee, and, and he had kind of taken over the video side of the business. So he was shooting, he was editing. When we first started doing video, I was out shooting everything. And then Liz, my wife, was doing the editing, and she really helped shepherd in that video product. But by the time Dustin came along, I think Liz had decided she wanted to step away from that day to day. And and so we kind of were able to give the video stuff to Dustin. But still, we just grew. And then 2020 was just insane, obviously. I mean, I think everyone listening to this podcast, if you had a business in 2020 doing real estate media, you had your best year ever. Yeah. And there were a lot of businesses, right? In other industries that had their worst year, but for yeah. whatever reason, everything kind of culminated and it was just crazy and nutty for us. Yeah. And so for me, by the time we got to the end of 2020, I was just completely spent. We were just like, we had done so much. And of course, you know, personally, as everyone went through that year, it was so hard. And you and I both have young-ish children, you know, and we're both also kind of isolated. We don't have a ton of family around. So there was really no one to pick up slack. And so, yeah, you know, suddenly then, your kids aren't in school all day. They're sitting at home looking at you like, what are we doing today? Yeah. And, and, and because you're out working, they're looking at your wife and not yeah. you. And so that's, that was really hard. So I think by the end, you know, you have all the emotional trauma that I think everyone in the world has felt over the, over the pandemic. And then coupling that with like, I was working so much and we were outsourcing our editing, our, our photo editing as well. But I mean, it just got to a point where I, I couldn't, I, I just couldn't take it anymore. And so I think one of the things that doesn't really get talked about when people talk about scaling their business is just the, it's, it's kind of that ultimate why maybe, you know, I, I think the easy answer is like, Oh, I want to make more money. You know, that's the way I can grow. And especially with our types of businesses where we end up, we're the business and we're doing everything ourselves. Yeah. Everything's tied to you, right? Everybody knows you, everybody knows you and your product and there's. Yeah. And and I think for me, I just got to a point, the emotional exhaustion was just too much to take. It was like, I remember sitting there thinking and like, I I can't do another year like this. I just don't know how, I don't know how my, I don't know how my marriage can handle it. I don't know how I physically can handle it. Mm -hmm. I I just, I want to have a life and, and I didn't. So you and I had known each other for, I guess, a couple of years at that point. And we had actually right at the beginning of 2020, before the pandemic, we had had lunch and I offered to kind of subcontract video and 3d for you. And so we had kind of had a little bit of a working um, relationship because at that point, as I say, at the beginning of 2020, we were gearing up. We wanted to to have more business, but I actually wasn't too interested in getting more photography clients. We just wanted clients who were doing photography, video, 3D. Yeah. And and I know that you were our main competition, but I thought, well, if we can just subcontract video, then at least we'll make money from 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 your clients. Yeah. No, too. it was a way and, for you to tap into my client base, right? And it was a way yeah. for me to service my clients without losing them yeah. to a competitor. Yeah. And and I felt like I didn't know you well, but I also knew you were a person of integrity. And I remember the very first time I met you, in fact, it was so by chance, it was you were shooting the house across the street from That's my right. house. Yeah. And I had knew who I, we were aware of each other because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's a small world, but we had never met. And I went out and struck up a conversation. And I remember, I, you know, feeling for me like a, a bit guarded. Like I, like I definitely viewed you as competition and like, oh, you know, I'm going to lose clients to this guy. And your whole attitude was like, oh man, there's plenty of business for everyone. Yeah, this is great. You know, oh, it's yeah. so great to meet you. Oh, well, yeah. How are you doing? You know, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, this guy's like super chill and super nice. And so then, 
we were able to go out to lunch and then I, I proposed that and then it, and it worked pretty well. I mean, we didn't do a ton for you, but you know, no. we, we, but when we worked with you, it always worked smoothly and you know, you're great. And so I had, I think even at that point in the beginning of 2020, um, I had in my head that I was like, hmm, I wonder if we could merge our businesses someday. Mm -hmm. There was a seed in your head, right? For, For me, sure. I will be honest, I had never thought of that. Right. I'm very much like a solo player. I had my business, I had my things lined up and I just knew, knew what I was doing. And to me, it felt scary to even like consider that merging. Right. I well, thought I'll grow myself somehow. I'll get employees someday, but I didn't really think of yeah. Well, and, and I think that, that that's a, the thought that a lot of people have is like, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. But you get so caught up in the churn of this business of every day delivering how, 100, 150 photos every yeah. single day. I mean, it's a volume based business, right? You're on yeah. that hamster wheel and you have thoughts, but you could never get off that hamster yeah. wheel to make it happen. Yeah. And so we, I was lucky that we had Liz working a little more hands on in the company. And so she could kind of like shepherd in the HR side. And so when we were, we were able to hire that one employee, but I also knew that I didn't know if I had what it took to, to actually really scale it at the end of 2019, it was a different landscape. 2020 really kind of changed our lives like in a financial way too. We had much more like capital to kind of, to, to resources to kind of think about being able to scale. And at the end of 2019, I was like, oh, well maybe if we can do more video with Mark. And then by the end of 2020, I was like, it was so clear to me that it was like, oh, look, if we can team up with Mark, what we can do is immediately double our business because it turns yeah. out, and I didn't really know it, but it turns out our business was, were similar size. We had a similar number of clients, yeah, it was a, similar, interesting, right? a, a similar number of shoots. Our business, uh, um, gross more money than you did, but, mm -hmm. but that's because we were doing uh 3d and Matterport. So really to me, you seem like a lifeline in a way. And it was like, Oh, I, I can, we can <laughs> like just the thought of like, Oh, we could, I could team up with someone and have someone else who's like, who, who cares. And, you know, it, it, and you know, that you can bounce ideas off of, you know, oh. has your back and, mm -hmm. you know, so I, I think that I saw it less about making more money and it was more about having a better life. Yeah. And I remember saying to you, like, I don't even care if I make more money. I just mm -hmm. want to, I just want to, uh, we I had just, that conversation. I just right? want, I just want to work a little less Yeah, or a lot less. Yeah. I mean, I have that conversation with my wife, you know, almost on a weekly basis when I was just cranking through photos in 2020 and she's like, how long can you do this? How long can you sustain this? And I was just in the mindset, this is my business. This is what I do. I'm just on that wheel. I'm just cranking it out. Yeah. But then you suddenly think, wow, maybe that is an alternative to team up with someone that someone's got your back. There's someone who can just support you and get you through it and you build together rather than feeling like you have all this weight on you. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, we're also, you know, we're both at similar places in our lives. Like I said, we have younger children, our businesses are about in the same place and, you know, we're about the same age. So we're, you know, mid late forties and like, how long can you out there and hustle and do three, four or five shoots a day? I mean, yeah, yeah you got a few more years left, but do you want to be 60 out there hustling that hard? And right. Just, you and know. it's like, what's the end game, right? Like, where do you see yourself in five yeah. years if you just keep doing what you're doing? You can raise your prices a little bit. You might bring on a few more clients, but you're already 
at capacity, you kind of hit the ceiling where totally. you're just, man, I got no room to grow. If a new client calls me, it's more of a stress than a opportunity at that point. Right. Right. Yeah. So I remember you were always, Oh God. And I felt that too. Oh God, I got a new client. Oh my God. What am I going to do with yeah. this? You know? Am I going to squeeze them into my already fully booked schedule? Right. Yeah, totally. One of the things that I think wore on me quite a bit was the loneliness of it all. For us, you know, we're covering a pretty decently large service area and where we are up in Ojai, I'm about half an hour from Ventura, which is where, uh, you know, I live in a small town and it's, you know, kind of a, there's a lot of expensive houses here, but mm -hmm. it, it's like, there's just not a lot of volume. And so I had built my business. And so a lot of my business was in Ventura, in Oxnard, half an hour, 45 minutes away from my house. And so you are finding yourself just in the car so much. And I know mm -hmm. that's uh, so many of the audience members can, can relate to that. I mean, it's that, you know, the, the loneliness really drags on you. And then you're just hanging out with realtors all day who <laughs> God bless them. There's, they're a wonderful bunch. Um, except yeah, that's, I hear uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> that's, hopefully there's no realtors listening to this podcast, but yeah, they're obviously, as we all know, they're insane. The 10% of them and the 10% I'm sure who are listening to this podcast are wonderful. And, and truly I have some really good friends who are realtors, but overall they are a group that, um, can be a bit hard to work for and with. Well, they because, can be very demanding, right? Their yeah. schedules are already, they need the photos yesterday yeah. and, and, and you're dealing with that on a times a million. Yeah. And in all that, and in all fairness to them, their, their kind of insanity is driven by the homeowners because there's no one crazier than a homeowner getting ready to sell their property. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're getting stressors from all those homeowners and you know, then that filters down to you. And then even just socially, it's just like, well, you're just hanging out with realtors and it's like, I don't really have a particular interest in real estate. And so that's mm -hmm. what realtors want to talk about. And so, you know, I it just you. like so, socially, I, I didn't find it all that rewarding. So, yeah. so you have the loneliness aspect all day, then you come home uploading photos, delivering photos, invoicing, scheduling, all of that can kind of happen in that same lonely bubble, right? And Absolutely. you're just doing that day to day. And my wife's walking by the office looking at me like, you're still on the computer. And I'm just like, yeah, I got to get these invoices out. I got to get these photos out. And there's always something that you got to do that's pulling you away from. Yeah. So yeah, we had that lunch, December, 2020. And I was like, actually it was beers, not lunch. You needed, I think we needed a beer we to actually that, talk yeah. about this. Um, and I was like, Hey, I think we should merge. And I, I remember the look on your face like, Oh really? Okay. Yeah. And I laughed it off. I'll be honest. <laughs> I laughed it off at first. I was just like, Oh yeah. Nice try buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, Oh, you want these sweet clients. Of yeah. Mine, you huh? want to yeah. tap into what I've built? I'm like, come on, that's mine, buddy. I'm yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and so I, I think that's a transition where we can talk about why did we decide to merge? I mean, really what was attractive? And I think my, so my pitch to you was basically like, Hey, look, if, if we combine our revenue, um, then we have the resources that we can hire more help. Yeah. We can hire more staff. And, and most importantly, we can hire an administrator because it was really all the kind of uh, peripheral. It's not peripheral. It's in, integral to the business, but it's not the shooting. It's not the, you know, it, it's the interfacing with clients, not at shoots. And it's the, um, the scheduling, it's the delivery, all that stuff. That's and a so, huge burden, right? When you're yeah, shooting, absolutely. you jump in your car, you got to get to the next shoot. You got 10 texts to get back to emails. And it's just like, man, how can you possibly manage that? Yeah. And so I think we both thought, oh, if we could, if we could hire an administrator, that would just immediately just like make our lives so much better. And then because we were in this unique situation where we wanted, where it was kind of a merger rather than, you know, there's a million different ways you can scale your business. And we'll talk about all those different ways on this podcast, I think, you know, as, as the episodes go on and, and we won't, I, I will try not to get too deep in the weeds on exactly how we were coming into a merger. Cause I don't think that's probably the 
straightest track for most people. But I, I do think there are things that are, are instructive in it. But for us, because our company, Two Fish Digital, was doing photo, 3D, and video, and Mark was just doing photo, immediately there was like, how many, I don't know how many clients you had, like 300 clients. Yeah, it was 300 that plus. That was 300 clients that we could now attempt to sell video and 3D to. Yeah. And so that immediately we had a path for growth that we didn't even have to acquire a single new client. Exactly. Just tapping into our client base, right? Making them aware that we offer these amazing services. Now we're full full service. Yeah, exactly. So those two things were, were pretty, it was almost like, oh, if we just sell video to 10% of your clients, well, that can pay to have a full-time admin. Yeah. And so that's, that was kind of our thinking there. And then, yeah, I mean, taking on an admin person by yourself, that just felt like it was too big of an expense or too much and too hard to train someone by yourself, but yeah, Yeah. pooling resources and having the ability like, and and really, if you think about it, if it's just you and then you hire an admin, it, it lessens your burden at home, but can you really shoot more than you do? I mean, yeah, I think it, it yeah. would, you know, you would like, cause you were maxed out on the shooting, whether you had an admin or not, it just yeah. took all this off your plate. So then it becomes just an expense mm-hmm. that is just solely to give you a better life, which is totally actually a legitimate expense. That's and probably I think, the best and, reason, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is the best reason. But if you're looking at it from a purely financial business mm-hmm. standpoint, it maybe doesn't make as much sense. Yeah. Um, but the quality, I mean, quality of life is just the biggest thing. So I think that the other pitch that I was making to you is like, yeah, we can both shoot less. Absolutely. And, you know. and maybe take an actual real vacation oh. that's more than four or five days where you're like, yeah, I'll get back to you. I'll be back in three days with your clients who are like begging for you to come back. Right. Oh, yeah, totally. And so spoiler alert. So we will talk about some of the outcomes on this. But I do think uh, probably a good place to end this first uh, part of the show is to say that worked. Like, I think the highlight for both Mark and I in 2021 was we each took two whole weeks of vacation and we literally turned our phones off. Mm-hmm. So life changing. Yeah. It was like, we, we were able to really have a break. Cause as you know, if you're in the real estate industry, even when you're on vacation, you're not on vacation. You're still fielding texts, calls, everything else. It never stops. Yeah. Yep. And so Mark was able to go away for two weeks and so was I and everyone else handled it while we were gone. And it, I mean, yeah, totally, totally life changing. Yeah. You and this even, year, right. We're up in the game. We're talking about four weeks. Maybe not all no, together, but on. we're going to, no, we're going to do more. That's ridiculous. <laughs> we can't, we can't do that. Okay. So what we're going to do is we'll take a little quick break. And then during that break, we'll do our social media sidebar. And then we're going to come back and talk a bit more about what are the first steps that we took when we decided to scale? What are the, you know, what are the, what are the first things that we kind of checked off our list um, and got us uh, in a position to grow? So definitely stick around. We're going to have a, a lot more content and all right. So Mark, before we get to our social media sidebar, I have some super insane news to share with you. All right, Reed, hit me. Okay, right. So as you know, this is the very first ever upmarket podcast episode, right? You're here, you're yeah. recording it, you know. This is it. But get this, we already have a sponsor. Dang, look at yeah, us. I know, and it's Aereo. Oh. We use we use Aereo every day. Mm-hmm. And Mark, what is Aereo? What what are some of the great things about Aereo? We love Aereo. I mean, it's essentially a content management system, right? It's a backend software for running our media company. For me, coming from just a photographer, you're sending out photo links, but when you're merging and becoming a media company with Matterport and video and photos right. and custom domains, 
to have all of that under one roof with Aria was is pretty killer. Yeah, okay, okay. But that's all great. But look, here's the thing. They've committed to being the presenting sponsor for the whole first season of this show. And I honestly, I was talking with Brannick, who's the CEO, and I we don't even know how long the season is going to be. And I think... Maybe it's going to be a thousand episodes. I think that would be a good one because they've committed to the whole first season. So if we do a thousand episodes, Brandon can just write us that check every, every, every time. I mean, I think that's the smart play. So given that we're going to have so much time because we're going to do an ad every week or every episode about Aereo. So we have a lot of time to talk about how wonderful they are. So let's bring the topic back to the more important one, which is us. Right. And that first day when we were getting beers and we started talking about merging up market media, mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if we were thinking about our wildest dreams, our wildest fantasies, what is the pinnacle of success that this merged company could achieve? I honestly don't think it was even a glimmer in our eye that our merged company name could ever be a coupon code. <laughs> but here we are. Use the code upmarket at aereo.com and any new account will get 15 free bonus listings. So that's Aereo. Aereo.com, A-R-Y-E-O, use the code UPMARKET. Love it. You won't be sorry you did. Okay, so this will be our social media sidebar where every week with our guest and, well, Mark, more of a co-host rather than a guest, but we'll talk a, a little bit about social media strategy and what we're doing and also kind of share where you can find everyone who's on the podcast on social media. So, Mark... You actually kind of do more of our social media than I do. Thank God. Yeah. So what are, what are we doing? How And how are we finding, uh, you know, how effective is it for us? Yeah. I mean, it's it's changed. It's always changing, right? It's uh, a social media landscape. If there's one rule with. in social media, it, is, it always changes. Yeah. You're trying to keep up with the latest trend or the newest platform to be on. But mm-hmm. I think for us, we've kind of found our sweet spot with Instagram for now. Mm-hmm. Just doing the generic post every day is just getting less and less engagement. Mm-hmm. And so, we and we recently actually just stopped doing that. Like we're we're yeah. trying to like do what like one kind of classic kind of post a week. Yeah, we do our moving, we do our house of the week. Yeah, we do our house of the week. We pick a you know nice property that we do multiple services on, so we can mm-hmm. showcase what we're doing. Right. Uh, we're throwing in different posts throughout the week, but that's our kind of main. Our di- we're doing different like stories throughout the week. Yeah, right? so we're yeah. we're constantly doing stories. On right. a daily basis, we're either sharing what our agents are listing, right. giving them a little shout out, letting right. the other agents know in town, hey, we're working with this person. This is mm-hmm. what we just shot. Right. And then we're throwing up our own behind the scenes content. We're on a shoot. We're at a great house. Right. We're just putting that out there. So, yeah, we're yeah. doing stories. We're doing the house of the week posts. And, you know, reels are. Yeah. I reels mean, are we, where it's at. So we, we're, we've we're, started to do reels. Yeah, we're kicking it with the reels. We're yeah. pretty hip. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, extremely hip. And I, and I think we are actually, and I'm sure it's going to come up a lot in these episodes is, you know, we're trying to figure out a Reels product for our clients. We haven't quite yeah. nailed that one yet, but we've definitely had people been asking about it. And, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out what exactly that would look like. Yeah. And we're testing out our own Reels with our own product. And, you know, we've gotten yeah. some good feedback from that, gotten good interaction. And clients are like, hey, what is that? What, yeah. You know, do it well, for no. Me. So and, and, like, and I mean, immediately we get, what, 10 times more engagement and, and views on the Reels than you do with a, yeah. with a regular post. Just the organic interaction on a post is just diminished, you know, it's even not there. Yeah. Even a video post. So, Mark, where can we find our social media? What, you so know, we're yeah. upmarket media. Oh, you can find shocking. us super easily on Instagram, upmarket. Yeah. Oh, and, and Facebook. I mean, you can, yeah. you can like us on Facebook. Yeah. Right? That's be a good use of your time. 
Absolutely, yeah. No, uh, Facebook is for business accounts is just man, it's at an all time low, I think, for yeah. organic interaction on that, unless you're boosting or advertising, which yeah. we haven't really gone down that no. avenue, but no, we haven't. And then um yeah, so then in and basically also for social media for this podcast, we don't have any yet. This is our first episode. So we're, I, I got to think if we're going to do like an Instagram or, or something for this. I don't know. We'll think about that. Yeah, we're brand spanking you. Yeah, we'll figure yeah, it out. Yeah, but we do have upmarketpod.com. So you can check out our website, which is not going to have a ton of content on it yet. But uh, hopefully we will grow this as the, as the podcast grows. And we would actually really love to hear from you. I mean, we really want feedback. We really want you to let us know if there's any, what kind of topics you would like to see us cover on this. You know, what about scaling your business? Are you having trouble with what's a pain point? What is a topic that we can really dive into that would be of, of service to you? You can email me read at upmarket.media and that's read R E E D. And that's upmarket.media, not.com.media. And Mark, what's yeah. your email address? All right. Can we guess yeah, it? This is a tough one. All right. Mark, M-A-R-K yeah. at right. upmarket.media. Nice. And in the UK, and if you want to see if we are actually legitimate and can, you know, can speak about having a real estate photography or a media business, you can check out our website, upmarket.media. That's the one. All right. So we're going to come back and then we're going to talk uh, a bit more. And then at the end of the show, we will have our action item for the week. Alrighty. All right. See you in a sec. And so we decided to merge officially. You did. We did. Well, we decided we wanted to. And then we, I think we had a little bit of work to do to kind of figure out if we really wanted to. Right. The idea of this sounded good, but how can we pull this off? Do I really like this guy? Who is <laughs> right. this guy? Right. Well, we yeah, still, that was a big consideration, right? Yeah. I mean, geez. We still didn't I mean, really know each other at that no, point. No, no. I the thing I knew about you actually is that you're from New Zealand. And I was like, ah, most of those people are pretty cool. I mean, not cool, like not, not cool, like in a cool way, but like in a chill way. Yeah. Yeah. They're reliable. They're <laughs> yeah, good. They're, they're good. honest. They're, yeah, exactly. We're solid. We have a yeah. good reputation. I yeah. Think. No. And, and I think it, and that is borne out. Like you, like I could not ask for like a better business partner because you are like so thorough, but easygoing. And like, I mean, I don't know. It's like, yeah. I don't know. Is everyone from New Zealand like that? That's what I've heard. All right. I well, keep hearing I it. Got oh, it. we went to New Zealand. The people are the best. They're so nice. They're so this. They're so, yeah. you know. Yeah. All right. Love the Kiwis. So yeah, we had a good vibes from each other, but at the same time, we hadn't really talked about like money, mm -hmm. um, like how much money we made and, and all that stuff. And so we're going to come together 50, 50 or am I, is my business way bigger than yours? And we're yeah. going to come in some percentage split or. Yeah. And so uh, we had been working with, and, and, you know, we'll get, definitely get into this, I think in, in later episodes, but, um, for like three years or so, and it was really the beginning of our, of our thoughts on scaling the business. Liz had taken uh, an intensive business class through a nonprofit in our area called Women's Economic Ventures, which is supporting women-owned businesses. And because our business was, you know, 50% owned by my wife, we are a woman-owned business, uh, even though I was probably doing more of the day-to-day. -day. So she took that class and, and really, because we neither of us had business backgrounds, we have creative backgrounds. We were both working in film and TV and had done photography. And 
so we had that kind of base of knowledge and it was then that we were really able to kind of start setting up our business to even think about scaling. And it was more just setting up our business at that time to just be like solvent. That was a bigger issue, I think. Yeah. Like and bookkeeping, all yeah. the back end, like how do yeah. you present this to someone, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess we should raise our prices. Oh, that would, that would mm-hmm. actually make us more money. But then after she took that class, we had been in this program and it's, it's actually called Thrive. And as part of it, you pay a fee every year and you have access to all these specialists who can help you with different aspects of your business. But then you are assigned a business advisor and you get to meet with the, at that time we were meeting once a month. And so our business advisor, Jeff, we, I kind of presented this idea to you. We kind of think of Jeff as a neutral party, even though he had been working with us, but we were like, Hey, what, how can you help us? And so he suggested that we just kind of both blindly send him our books and that he could look at them and kind of then assess where we were. And as it turned out, we were right around the same place. Yeah. yeah. I still remember his reaction. He's like, oh, you guys are like literally 50-50. <laughs> like you guys should have merged a long time ago, right? Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Brainer. And I think like literally we had, you know, we grossed more money, but our expenses were higher too because we had mm-hmm. an employee. And so I think it, you know, it kind of came out in the wash. Yeah. And I had a maybe a bigger client base, but you had yeah more per client so yeah exactly no yeah yeah no it it was really a kind of kismet that it that it worked out like that but i think having jeff on board was really key because he was able to kind of look at those and and understand what everything meant and how it related to us and then he could also kind of guide us in what are the things that we need what what do we need to have in place in order to do this merger what do we you know what are the the issues that we need to solve before before we can really yeah. move forward. Like what do we this. need to clean up, right? What do we need to... Yeah, and so there was definitely bookkeeping stuff and not to get, you know, and this will be, I think, a, a, a bigger topic for another day as well, but our company was an S-corp and your company was, you were sole proprietor, yeah, right? Yeah, I was just operating just me, myself, and I. I hadn't yeah. gone, I've been thinking about the LLC, the S-corp, but hadn't gotten there yet. Yeah, and so we ultimately decided that the best thing to do was just to make you and Laurel partners in our S-corp. And so mm-hmm. we didn't get a new S-corp. We just kind of added you as shareholders, 50-50 shareholders. Mm-hmm in our corporation. And then we have partnership agreement and like a buy sell agreement, all these things in place for Cause the one thing that Jeff always said in the beginning, you guys really like each other now. Yeah. So it's really important that you put agreements in place while you like each other for what happens when this ends, because it will end right. someday. For some reason, it will end, and you won't necessarily be such good friends at that time. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, we will. And I don't think that we won't. But you know, you never know. So it was really important to kind of talk about, hey, you know, what are your goals? You know, what do you want to be doing in five years? What do you mm-hmm. want to be doing in ten years? How much money do you need for your family? You know, all those kind of things. You would just have to have those conversations, and we really got those kind of like the framework for those and. I'm happy to tell you we, you know, got a partnership agreement, a buy sell, you know, all the contracts all done and wrapped up right before we Oh, that's Wait a total a lie. That's, that's a total lie. What business I, are we talking about? Yeah, here? yeah, exactly. Not this one cuz we officially merged like I think February 10th, 2021. It's now mid-March. Yeah, we're 13 months in. Yeah, and we don't have any of that stuff done. We, we have, have the, the partnership agreement, right? We've looked yeah, at it, we've tweaked yeah, it, we've talked yeah, about it. We have the framework. So we're really still, although you officially are shareholders of the company, we did the official paperwork to make mm-hmm. sure that all the ownership is there. Well, at but, least that's what you told yeah, me, right? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> all, but all the other stuff, it's effectively still like a handshake deal. And, mm-hmm. and I think, luckily, I think we both feel like in this situation, we're dealing with another party with integrity 
And like, I have like zero, absolutely zero worries that like you would not honor the framework of what we've talked about. Yeah, and, like and what, I, what could, I mean, we're not going to like take the business and run kind of, I mean, yeah, that's like, yeah. 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 So that's just one of those things that because, and we'll get into, you know, Oh, how was this last year? And, and what did we really spend your time on? But you know, it's kind of the last thing that's very, it's not very interesting and it's all kind of, you know, legal talk and jargon. And it's like, it's, it's so right. hard to, it's so it's hard to think it's through. been on our list. Right. But we just haven't quite signed the deal yet, but yeah, we'll we're, get to it. we're getting closer. We're getting closer. But I think having those conversations and figuring out what you, how you want to do it is like super key. And then the other thing that we did even before we officially merged, because I remember it came up, it was like December 23rd, we hired our That's right. administrator, Chelsea. Yeah. That was the smartest move we made. Oh, easily. By far. Easily. So she started, you know, just kind of working for Two Fish Digital, but then, you know, was kind of working on the merger stuff as well. But yeah, she started right at the end of 2020. And I mean, it was like immediate, like, oh God, this is, this is great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was the first time I'd really had an employee. For you, you'd had Dustin, your video guy, as an employee. You'd had, you know, you'd gotten used to that kind of workflow. But for me, it was like, oh my God, this feels scary, but oh yeah, like a great next move. And thankfully Chelsea just worked out to be the perfect fit for what we needed. Oh yeah. And it was just getting her up to speed on like delivering photos and like we had to work out how are we going to schedule, you know, merging the calendars. I mean, mm-hmm. there's just all these like logistics. And I think one of these episodes where we're talking about our company, I, I definitely want to have Chelsea on to kind of talk about all the administrative tasks that that she's kind of uh, shepherded in and what it does take to run kind of a scaling business. Yeah. Smoothly. And there's a lot of nuance to it, right? It's yeah. like when you're doing it yourself, it seems simple enough that when you really have to train someone and lay out what is required and expected, there is a lot of nuance and a lot of detail to a lot of different things that we well, do. Yeah. And all of a sudden managing, you manage your own schedule. It's one thing, but to manage now, you know, and then when we, at the beginning of the year, last year we had you, me and Dustin. So that now there's three calendars to manage. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we've since added, three more people. people, And so it gets complicated. And I don't think we still have like the calendar figured out. And that's the thing about all of this stuff. It's all a work in progress. Yeah. We're on the journey, right? We're here to take people with on the journey with us. Yeah. And, and that journey can be slow sometimes, (laughs) you know, like trying to figure out Google calendar for six people or seven people can be, can be tricky. So, but we got to figure it out because what happens when we have 12 people? Yeah. You know, 15. 500, which I mean, you got to be ready for that next step, right? You don't want to just think about what you need today. Yeah. So from the moment we kind of first had those beers and talked about merging, I want to say it was like, I could look in my email, but it was probably like December 6th, Mm -hmm. something right around in there and in 2020. And then we were merged by February 10th. Yeah. I mean, I think initial, right. It was like, well, let's hit the ground running January 1st. We've got a new year coming up. Financials (laughs) will be clean. And that just ended up being way too ambitious. Yeah. 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 But there was no way we were going to have all this stuff in place by Mm -hmm. the time, you know, February 12th or whatever rolled around. So it was just really figuring out what are, what are the key things that we absolutely needed? And, you know, we didn't need branding. I mean, I think we just mocked up a a logo, just a typeface logo and Mm -hmm. just like, slapped yeah, it on we something we didn't and we just and we just used our respective websites for the time being and and yeah. when we got the new website we announced it and and then it was kind of the reach out to our current client base right like for right. me i was basically shifting from upmarket photo to upmarket media yeah, it really, was like really not much of a transition but it was like an announcement email went out for me personally to my client base saying hey this is what's going on yeah but i think on your end you're switching basically it sounds like an entirely new company that's coming yeah yeah 
And I mean, you know, I think ultimately no one really cared. Yeah. I mean, not, you know, in neither in a good way or a bad way. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just like, well, oh, I'm still around. So yeah, I and mean, for me, it was all positive feedback. Oh, that's so exciting, Mark. I'm excited yeah. for your growth. Well, everyone and, likes you, know. you more than me. They're excited. <laughs> They're excited for your success. People begrudge me my success. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we did have to decide, I guess, as we hired new employees and it, it didn't really factor in because I think it was pretty obvious that when you hire an admin, it's going to be uh, not a contract job. It's not, it's a hourly yeah, you know, that's or salary an employee or position, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But we had Dustin working for us before and we were an escort before. So we had made the decision then that we would have employees rather than independent contractors. Mm -hmm. And that's something we talked about of how we wanted to proceed as this new entity. And I feel like you felt pretty strongly about keeping the kind of employee framework. I right? did. Yeah. I mean, we're based in California. It's very stringent with employee laws here. So it's very much, you know, in favor of the employee. And if you're, I mean, the easy thing for a a company to do is go 1099 someone they have to bring in all their own equipment they have right. to train themselves they have to pay for their own mileage back and forth it's an easy mm -hmm. route but in california it's not the best route and for us right it leaves us open for it just liability. didn't feel yeah. like the right thing to do we're not going to go hire someone yeah. and have to have them invest in thousands of dollars yeah, of equipment uh, and that just didn't feel right no i that sticks in my craw a little too is like you're hiring people to come on and shoot for you. And it's real estate. It's a churn. It's a volume business. Obviously we're not, we can't charge premium rates like you would charge for, you know, editorial or, you know, big time advertising. And so therefore, you know, us included, no one makes that much money. And so you're asking though, the people who are making the least money in your company to come in with $5,000 worth of gear. Mm -hmm. I mean, that seems ridiculous. And to yeah. have like the exact right gear, you have to have the super wide angle lens mm -hmm. and the, you know, Gotta get it the just tripod seemed, and the tripod head and the yeah, drone and, and the, this. And, and I know, and it's thousands of dollars because we just spent it again because we mm -hmm. just got a couple new kits for our new employees. And, and so, you know, that is daunting though, if, you know, to buy all that equipment for somebody else and, and it was still our equipment, but you know, it's still money you have to outlay, but we yeah. definitely felt like that was, that was the right way to go. And then, you know, we have employees and we have paid hourly and then we also cover mileage, mm -hmm. um, you know, and especially, obviously, you know, I pro it's probably true for most people's business, unless you're in a really tight urban area. I mean, it's like you're going to be putting miles on the car. And yeah, um, that's a lot of what we do is driving around and we want to reimburse, especially now. I mean, gas yeah. prices now are like 550 yeah. plus in our yeah. area. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So and I and I think our mileage reimbursement actually just kind of went up mm -hmm. uh, the amount we pay. So that's good. I'm, I'm glad to do that. So. I think, yeah, we both were in agreement with that. You know, the answer to that question is going to be different for everybody. Yeah, um, we're not attorneys. We're, this is not legal advice, but it's like... <laughs> Thanks for that disclaimer, to clarify, Mark. right? Yeah, yeah. But it's like, <laughs> if you're going to go ahead and hire a 1099 contractor, my understanding from listening to people in the industry, Rachel Branke and other attorneys that uh, put their information out there... Giving free plugs out already. Yeah, this is great. Well, wow. she's, she's the law talk. She's where it's at, so... Her take on it, from what I remember from her podcast, is that if that person that you're hiring as a mm -hmm. contractor is doing something that's a core part of your business, right, then they should be classified as an employee, especially in California. Right. If we're a media, real estate, photography company, mm -hmm. we're bringing on a photographer, that's a core part of our business, so they need that's to true. be an employee. I mean, yeah. 
Well, you can't get not get around it, but we just had a situation actually very recently. I know we're talking about the origins of this company, but it is instructive is that Dustin, who does all our video, we didn't have another video person yet, and he went on vacation for a month. Mm-hmm. And so we basically had to subcontract out. On pretty short notice, right? And we're yeah. like, oh, what are we going to do? Yeah. We're scrambling. Yeah, exactly. So we had been talking all year about trying to hire another video person because you know we absolutely felt vulnerable having one person who can do video. And I can mm-hmm. shoot video, but it's like I hadn't really done it in two years, and I don't want, and I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to shoot anything at this point. So <laughs> to have unmotivated Reed out there trying to shoot video is like uh, a nightmare. And so we decided, you know, we, you know, kind of put some feelers out there and, and there was a guy we knew who could probably pick it up pretty quickly. And so we did, but you know, we had to pay through the nose for it. We and did. Yeah. And he, he was incorporated already. So it was more of a business to business kind yeah, of setup. And, and so that will be, it won't be a 1099 cause it's a business to business, but, mm-hmm. but we were caught flat footed. And so we had to basically make no money on video mm-hmm. for a month because we were paying the lion's share of the yeah. fee to the, to the guy. But that was our what, way to service our clients, right? Yeah, exactly. Give them what they wanted. Exactly. And then it kind of, it kind of spurred us into action. And then we ended up hiring a, another person to do video um, while Dustin was out of town. And yeah. so, but it was fine. I mean, it's like he knew we were hiring somebody. So, you know, that's all kind of employee management stuff is something that, you know, we'll obviously spend time on talking about, mm-hmm. um, you know, setting expectations and making sure that everyone feels valued and making sure that when you bring on new people that, that your, your current employees don't feel threatened by that. Yeah, um, exactly. And I think we've done that well, and we've done it in a way where they feel like, oh, I can have some vacation time without feeling the stress and the burden. And it's actually a right. great thing for them. It's not a threat at all. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just need to, you know, get a little more business to make sure everyone's busy, which is the key. So I think that's probably a good place to end. I, I can't really think of another major thing that we really had to work out. Uh, I got a, oh. something just popped up. Like, obviously our backend workflow, like what are we, we're doing ah. separate things, right? We'd both gotten to the point where we're outsourcing our editing for right. photos, but we're using different companies that are doing a slightly different look. Right. Our shooting style was actually oh, pretty different. Actually, yeah. Our invoicing was, systems, well, were, no, like a lot of the backend stuff was different, right? right? Well, yeah. So it was all integrating that. So that, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a kind of a big, a big thing that I was just glossing over. <laughs> um, so we, yeah, we did have to figure, the editing was a big thing and, you know, that I guess w- we will talk about that in the future more too. And that mm-hmm. would, that ended up being being a little bit of a rocky road. Um, yeah. But then we worked it out and found like a new a new editor that mm-hmm. neither of us were using. And it just is really, really, That's really... That's been a godsend yeah, too. it's been yeah. a godsend, yeah. yeah. But yeah, the invoicing, getting our client databases together, all that, just having the contact list. What are we doing for our phones? Um, and that's one of the things I do want to talk. Oh, I think, yeah, I think the next episode is really going to be a detailed because I feel like this ended up being more of a overview on the why and, you know, some of the stuff that we were thinking about, Mm -hmm. but I do, I think the next episode should be now that I'm really getting into it should really be the nitty gritty. What did we do for our phones? How did we work that out? You know, like it, it may be a little bit technically on the boring side, but I actually think if you're trying to do this, it's the stuff you really need to think yeah, about. That's the stuff that might keep you up, but just feels too daunting or it feels too overwhelming yeah. to figure all that stuff out. Right. So you yeah. just keep going. And well, doing and, what you're doing. and I think, you know, with Chelsea working on it and us working on it, it did take us probably a good two or three days to figure out what is the best option for, mm-hmm. for our phone system. And then, yeah. you know, maybe figured, there's a few things we tried and then switch and, you know, like this just isn't working. So it's, it's not always a straight yeah, path, but it's yeah, a bumpy road, but yeah. you get there. And then, you know, we, and we did have to do, you know, figure out the invoicing and all that stuff. And, and, and part of that goes into when we were really setting up, what do we want this new business to be? 
what do we want our roles and responsibilities to be? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think a year later we're still kind of figuring that yeah, out. Yeah, and, and again, closer, it's, right? it's it's always a work in progress. But like I I took on the invoicing, so I mm-hmm. was doing I'm still doing 100 percent of the invoicing, which actually eats up quite a bit of my time, yeah. and probably I should offload it at, at one point at some point. But yeah, so we are figuring out those roles and responsibilities, and. Yeah, and we recently kind of had a, a a a bit of a change in that. Which should I even t- should I mention it? Throw it out there. Yeah, you really. I mean, super this excited is, about it. You know, I like this to is see this th- excited. Okay, this is and this we'll we'll end with this, and then we'll get our action points, and we'll end with this because this is actually kind of the culmination of a years long dream. But I've kind of retired from shooting in the last like week, and epic. Yeah, it's you know I'll still have to shoot on occasion, I'm sure there's no way to get around it at this point, but the freedom, the, I mean, just like the burden, the existential burden in my mind has been eased so much. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, like I get emotional thinking about it and, and that just goes back to like where I was at the end of, you know, that 2020 year. And, and it had been, you know, and because and I was never approaching this business with a passion for doing photography of houses and the crea- the quote unquote creative side of it. I really always came into it as like, oh, I have some of these skills. I, you know, can schmooze a room. And so, oh, this is a way that I can make money. Mm-hmm. And then when it gets to a point where it's your entire life, I feel like that is a moment where, you know, I had to reassess. Yeah. You didn't design necessarily to be in that place where you no, were right, this shooting was, real estate. Yeah. This is, Oh, I can do this on the side and make some money while I'm doing this other stuff. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, you know, years later, it's your like entire life. And, and, and I think coming together and scaling the business has given me, you know, even outside of this development in the last couple of weeks, it's been such a better year because it's, it's really lessened the shoot load, I think for both of us to a certain amount. Mm-hmm. And, it's also gave me other stuff to think about. Like, how do we scale the business? What are the things we can do? Let's start a podcast. Let's do that. This is to me really interesting and really fun. And yeah. whereas like shooting to me is just an absolute drag. Right. It's reignited some, I can tell in you that it's just like, yeah, this oh, is completely. the business If we can like, and we've talked about this, like what's the biggest thing stopping our growth. And it's like essentially the, the biggest thing holding us back from working on our business is you and I, on the daily working in our business. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. It's delivering all the stuff. And it even like, and we, we get to a point where even uh, Chelsea, you're like, you're just spending all your time doing a final pass on the photos and uploading them and delivering them. And it's like how we, we can better utilize your time because you, you have different skills to bring to, to the table. And so we actually just hired more administrative help who can just kind of take the photos. And so, which frees Chelsea up to do more marketing, more, you know, and again, that's, there's so much to talk about. I mean, I like really, we, like having multiple episodes of this podcast and kind of in perpetuity, hopefully like I think is a key because there's so much to talk about. Yeah. We're just kind of scratching the surface on a bunch of different things here. Okay. So Mark action item time. What is one thing that someone can do right now to set the stage, to scale their business or to kind of, or, or, or even if they're not ready to scale, what's something that you can do that would, you know, enhance and help expand your business. Yeah. Well, I'd love to share that for me, I'm kind of an introverted person. I was shooting by myself oh, and really? I was looking at my competition as my competition. I, I wasn't looking at them as something that could help me, that we could work together. So I was kind of, you're always checking what they're doing. You're looking at their websites, you're seeing who they're shooting for, but there's always a separation, this distance. 
And for me, even just chant happenstance to meet you. I've met a couple other shooters in town. We've worked together. We've contracted together. It's led to where we are now. We're a merged company. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen for you, but it was huge. Just reaching out and not being afraid of your competition, reaching out and just saying, hey, you know, let's go have a beer. Let's talk story. Let's talk shop. Mm-hmm. And just opening up that line of communication that you don't have to be against your competition, that they can really help you. You can help each other. Right. That's obviously really good. I mean, it worked out for us. Sure did. For me, my action item today is is really about scaling. You might want to think about, even if you're, if you're going to merge, if you're going to scale, whatever, changing the name of your company. If your company is named with your name in the titles, like if you are Reed Fish Photography, change that and change it right now. Because the one thing that you don't want is your clients thinking all times that it's just you, just you. Mm -hmm. Because then even now, Mark and I are still facing like, oh, wait, you're going to have your staff come shoot it? What about I need Mark or I need Reed? Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, you don't. They're fully trained. They shoot just the same style as we do. They're just as great. You don't need us. But then they say they need us. And and I think the more you can put into your client's mind from the very get-go that this, that your business is not just about you. I think mm-hmm. that will serve you well into the future, whether you scale or not. I mean, you just want to, yeah. You know. I mean, maybe if your headshot is your branding, yeah. then maybe, you know, yeah, not ready it, to brand and scale. It, yeah. And I think, you know, there are industry, you know, if you're really pitching yourself as luxury and it's like really all about your personal artistic eye. And mm-hmm. I think that's a, that's just a different business model than what we're talking about. So I think what Absolutely. we're talking about is if you're wanting to scale, then this is a, this is a thing that you can do. All right. So thank you so much for listening. We are so excited to be having this podcast. And I think, what are we going to do? Maybe like every two weeks, maybe we'll do it every week. I don't know, probably every two weeks to start. Um, and there you go. Thank you so much, Mark. That was awesome. Oh, did you thank have you fun? Guys. I think I had fun. you were a little, I think you dragged me into this a little bit, but here a, a I little, am. And, that was fun. and look, he's like a total natural. So, all right. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Thanks guys. Upmarket is a production of Upmarket Media. This episode was produced by Chelsea Froelich and recorded, edited, and mixed by Marco Guerrero. We're so happy you listened today and really hope you'll listen to the next one too. In the meantime, our wish for you is to not have to do any Friday night twilight shoots. Thank you for everything.